This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Welcome back. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Join us during the week. Fox Business News. The name of the show is Kudlow. Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 p.m. A lot of fun. Anyway, we're going to welcome back to the show Victor Davis Hansen, senior fellow at the Hoover Institution, New York Times bestselling author. He's a columnist, commentator, and he's the author of The Dying Citizen, How Progressive Elites, Tribalism, and Globalization Are Destroying the Idea of America. Indeed, they are. First of all, Victor, it's been a while. Long time no see. Good to hear you, Larry. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it very much. Victor, there's two things I want to talk to you about. One of them is Walt Disney, and the other one's the concept of equity. Uh, in the federal budget, there was 100 references to something called equity. But let me start with the Disney story, okay? Um, in our culture, modern-day culture, five-year-olds in school have to discuss sex and gender and probably critical race theory as well. But this uh, battle between Governor DeSantis and the Walt Disney people, I mean, first of all, why do five-year-olds have to talk about sex and gender in, in school, pre preschool? Why is that? Well, I think in the university about 50 years ago came this idea that the nuclear family, man, woman, two or three children, were either ecologically unsound or they were oppressive or they promoted capitalism, but there was an idea that the alternate to that uh, was more being gay or bisexual or perennially singular, sing, single or not having children. And part of that theory and ideology says that you've got to reach children to deprogram them when they're five, six, seven. Otherwise, the wider culture will process them in on, you know, on the highway to getting married and having children, owning a home. They don't want that. This small minority of leftists who are very influential, Larry, they control academia, corporate boardroom, Wall Street, um, entertainment, Hollywood, Silicon Valley. Well, why does a company like Disney's big company, obviously. Yeah. Why do they feel compelled to take positions on controversial social issues. I mean, you know, Milton Friedman used to teach us, the late Milton Friedman, the great Milton Friedman, that companies were in business to make profits for their shareholders, for their investors. But that seems to you have know, gone I, out the window now. I think there's two reasons. One is they're amoral. I don't mean immoral. They're amoral. They don't have any concern with morality. And by that, I mean... If right now there was a poll that said 99% or 70% and the overwhelming Americans don't want this, this, this such a sex education, and they did what the left did, they canceled, they deplatformed, they boycotted, they ostracized, and Disney's market share went down. If there was a conservative, they would flip in a minute because they don't believe in anything. The second is 
with globalization, when these international companies no longer had a 330 million person market in the United States, but potentially a 7 billion, and I'm preaching to someone who knows it far better than I, the level of profiteering and profit and prosperity is just incomprehensible 40 years. So these people have so much money and uh, they're immune they're immune for in some degree from short-term market ups and downs in a way that their predecessors weren't but mostly the right fields well majority of Americans are ordinary guys or traditionalists we don't really pay any attention to this stuff and what they don't realize the 10 or 20 percent that pushes this they have all the levers of influence they boycott as I said they have entertainment they control the NFL they control the Oscars the Tonys K through 12, the universities, and the right, I think, misjudges that. They think, well, they don't have a majority of people, so they'll never get their agenda, but they do get their agenda by the manipulation of communications and imagery and um, the Internet, and they can make a, a kind of a shame culture, and they've shamed Disney and saying, you know what, if you don't do this, we're going to do this, this, this. There's also a social component. The CEOs and the top echelons of these company they gravitate in the same circles they're fish that swim in the same waters as these media people and university professors and bicoastal elites and a lot of them are like supreme court justices they start out conservative and they see that the the, the way to be is to be left-wing and that gives you social and cultural acceptance so it's it's complicated but that that's you're right. It's hard to explain otherwise why they would go against the majority of Americans, but they will continue to do it unless the majority say you're going to lose money doing this, big but, money. In. But coming back, by the way, they may lose money. I mean, by the way, for what whatever reason, uh, the stock market in the last year or so is up about 40 percent and the Disney stock is down 25 percent. So it's it looks like the stock's getting hurt. But just coming back to your earlier point, Victor Davis-Hasson, um, this seems to me – this isn't so much about equal rights for different kinds of folks. They want to destroy the traditional nuclear family. They do, absolutely. And they feel that – every they feel ecologically that the planet cannot support a family of four. They feel that the demography, uh, the white male – Christian heterosexual paradigm has been exploitive and you have to have alternates to it by attacking it. Um, and they feel in this prosperous world that since they don't believe in God and they don't believe in transcendence, they feel this is the only thing you got. So you might as well enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy it, yeah. and gratify the appetites and kids, dirty diapers, old people living in your home, you know, the old three generational family where grandma helped, with uh, your small, that's out the window because it's just a drag on your time. You could be out having cappuccino on a Sunday morning. You could go to Florence, but why stay home with a bunch of dirty diapers? Mm. What do you I think? Don't believe about passing on the culture to a new generation. What do you think about Ron DeSantis? He's fighting this thing tooth and nail. Seems like he's doing a pretty good job. Yeah, I think what he's trying to do. I don't know if he's going to run for office, but he seems that. The traditional critique of the Trump rival was, well, a lot of people are going to emulate the MAGA agenda, but they don't have the fire in the belly and the courage to take, take, take institutions on like Trump did. 
So DeSantis, I think, is signaling to people, not that he's not genuine, I think he's sincerely doing this, but he's also carving out a niche and said, I'm your MAGA guy, I have the same agenda, but like Trump, I'm going to hit these people head on in a way maybe Pompeo or Cotton or the other people haven't quite done that yet. Mm -hmm. So he's creating a distinct identity. Yeah, that's a great point, uh, hitting back. Um, Victor, <clears throat> I got about a minute and a half left. Um, yeah. In the budget, there's a hundred references to equity, and you know, equity means this isn't equal opportunity at the starting no, line. This is equal all. results at the finish line. What do you make of this business? It's this new idea of the left that we call it equality of opportunity, but they say race and gender means that that's just a joke. You can't be equal. So because of innate differences in prejudice. So the government has to be strong enough to make you equal on the back end and a quality result. And they can't say that because it won't resonate. So they picked up this word equity. And what the irony, just to finish, Larry, is that we were liberty and freedom. That was the models of the revolution. And the French Revolution was not. Mm. It was fraternity and egalitarianism or forced equality. And how odd that this equity is really a retrogressive, uh, a retrogressive support of the bloody French Revolution. Because when you try to make people equal, when people are not born equal, rather than say equal opportunity, if you don't do as well as the next guy, we're going to have religion, everybody, and philanthropy to help people. But when you force people to be equal, you got to use a level of force that's incompatible with our our constitution. You know, that's a really, Victor, a super important distinction between the French and American revolutions. That's a really great point. It's a great historical yeah. point. But it's, it's, also, it's also really true. Well, Victor, I hope you'll come back, uh, maybe visit us on the TV show also. It's been a while, and I appreciate it very, very much. Victor Davis Hanson, folks, uh, senior fellow at the Hoover Institution. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're going to take a quick break. On the other side of the break, we're going to talk some more about the budget with my pal Russell Vogt who was budget director in the Trump administration. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. This is the Larry Kudlow Show.